Welcome everyone into the Everyday Experience Podcast, a show called It's Probably You. I'm your host, LVP, and today we're coming to you from the Cowboy Channel Bar in the stockyard. So I haven't frequented this place. I am happy to be here. It has been a lot of fun. We are here in conjunction with the Texas Rattlers, your local team, and I have got Brady Olson, professional bull rider and member of the Rattlers. How are you today? Oh, I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing excellent, man. It's been really cool to be in this space and to know that there's competition around the corner. How's that feel? Yeah, it's great. Uh, especially to be at your home, you know, home turf. Yeah. Uh, and it gets real competitive with these PBR teams. Oh, I bet. I've seen some of the looks. I see that there's a lot of fun. There looks like there's some camaraderie there, but I can definitely feel that people are getting that itch as we get closer and closer to game time. So I've learned a little bit about you. I've done some research. I've dived in. But what I wanted to do today was just kind of talk to you, like the person, get to know you, and really make sure that people walk away understanding a little bit more about the PBR and how they can tap in and actually get to know some of the Texas Rattlers. That's what I would like to do. So I saw that you're actually from Idaho. Yeah, that's right. Blackfoot, Idaho. I saw that. So what brought you out to Texas? Like, What's been the journey to getting here? Uh, well, right before the draft, uh, Cody Lambert and I were talking, uh, and it was kind of one of those things. He asked me what I had going on, what my living situation was like, and uh, kind of what I had planned for the rest of the year. Mm -hmm. And he just asked if I would be willing to move down to Texas, like make the move and commit to the team. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, right after the draft, uh, a couple weeks later, I was here in, in Texas. So. so have you found that there's been a lot of differences between Idaho and Texas? There is a lot of differences. <laughs> you want to walk us through some of those things that you've noticed? Uh, about June, it's really hot here. <laughs> I will tell people, like, they're like, oh, you get used to the heat. I'm from Buffalo, New York, mm -hmm. right? So people are like, you'll get used to the heat. That is a lie. That is a, that is a bold-faced lie. Yeah, you don't get used to this kind of heat. Um, yeah, it's, I don't know if it's the humidity or what it is, but yeah. uh, it gets hot in Idaho, but not this hot. So do you deal with a lot of snow and stuff in Idaho? Yeah, depending on the winter, but it gets really cold. Like this time of year in Idaho right now, it's cold. Same and, in Buffalo. So like, yeah. I'm used to like my friends right now are completely pissed off that like I'm, I'm dealing with 70 and 80 degree weather and they could possibly have a snowstorm. Right. That's that's in Idaho too. It could snow anytime, you know, any day. And, and nobody cares about whether or not it's, it's just happening. Like nobody gives you any type of leeway. It is what it is, right? So now that you've been living in the city, how have you been kind of adjusting to being in Texas? Uh, you know, it was difficult. Any change can be difficult at first, but um, it's been really good. Like, I'm around a great group of guys, and that's yeah. the probably the most important thing about my life right now is mm -hmm. being around the right people. Yeah, I think that when you are making such a life decision and a life change, you've got to consider so many different factors with making that move and with making that jump. What made you feel confident that you could make your way here and that things would go the way that you thought they would? Uh, it just kind of fell into place, really, and, and that's kind of how I've been trying to live my life is you know, to let the opportunities come, and then as they come, you just take them and you trust that it's going to work out, you know? And you have to, and I, I think that... So you're the second bull rider I've ever talked to. So I had Cody Lambert on, and... 
that was such a fun conversation. It was so cool tapping into that because there's there is a completely different mentality that you have to have. So I'm not going to take you there yet. We're going to get there because yeah. I, I need people to understand bull riding and like the mentality, the toughness behind it. But I want to know what ultimately got you into bull riding to start. Uh, just grew up, you know, in Idaho. My grandparents had a, a farm and ranch, a bunch of cattle. Uh, always riding horses, doing things like that. Um, you know, branding time would come and I'd always be riding the calves and nice. messing up the herd and stuff, <laughs> riding them around, <laughs> scattering them out. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's always been something in my family, but I, my dad was a bronc rider. Okay. Uh, I don't really like horses that much, so I took the bull riding route. Okay. So do you feel like being in that environment and seeing how other people kind of moved, navigated that space, is that what made you feel confident that you could step into it and be successful and be the person you are now? Yeah, a little bit. Um, you know, I just from the time I got on, the feeling it gave me, uh, something about that, it, it kind of just sent me whether I was going to make it or not. I knew that's what I wanted to do because there were a lot of times in my life it looked like I wasn't going to make it. I know. So. We're going we're gonna to get to you um, and some of the things that you've overcome. I think reading about you and hearing about your story, I was so excited to talk to you because on the show, what we do, we bring people in. The goal of this particular show is to share perspectives, whether those perspectives are things that you've overcome, things that you're you know, trying to do and accomplish now. And as I got to know and read into your story, you've overcome injuries, some personal struggles. Um, you've had quite the story overall. What is that fuel for you? Like, how do you just keep on moving forward when you realize that, you know, hurdle after hurdle has been in your way? Yeah. Uh, you know, I hurdle after hurdle. <laughs> I, I put a lot of those there myself at times. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's been the biggest thing is getting out of my own way. Um, mm -hmm. uh, you know, don't hold yourself back. You just got to go for stuff. Yeah. And I mean, I think about like the mental aspect of it. Right. And I think oftentimes people don't respect how hard the mental element of whatever it is that you're doing, let alone getting on top of a bull and deciding that you are going to ride it. So when you found yourself in some of those darker places, how did you get the courage to step out of it? Uh, I was kind of beaten into it, really. I just found myself so far down that uh, I had to ask someone for help. I'd ask people around me, the people that I trusted and loved, uh, I'd ask them for help. And, and that's it. Like uh, a lot of that I didn't do. Um, you know, I had a lot of people helping me and when I couldn't do it, there were others there to help me. And I just kind of took baby steps for a long time. And I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Right. No. Um, what we talk about here is we say like the first day of anything is the hardest day. Like that's one of the main principles that we have on our show is we know that just to even get started is difficult. So for you to, to deal with some of the things that you dealt with personally and to decide like I am going to take that first step to fixing my own situation, you are in a culture that it's like tough guy, tough guy, tough guy. So was there any doubt in your mind like wow like i'm going to make a decision here that people might look at me differently and 
I'm looking at some of the things that people said. It was it was all positive. People were like all about it. So, but at that time though, how did did you have to weigh that of what are my peers going to think? Uh, there's always a little bit of that, but um, as far as that goes, like it was more of I wanted to share that about me, um, you know, with my struggles, just so that there was other people that that knew about it because. When I was going through mine, I felt so alone, uh, couldn't relate to anyone. You know, I looked around and it, everyone was tough guys, you know, like yeah. that, that culture. And, and I just thought, gosh, I'm the only one here having problems. And uh, it turns out I'm not, you know, the, the more I've opened thing. up. You're not, right? Yeah. Isn't, isn't it crazy when you put yourself out there and you extend out that olive branch and you ask for help, how many people come to your rescue? Yeah, way more than you would think. Like. There's people that I don't even know today, and and like the, the positive stuff I've got, the feedback. Like I don't know those people personally, yeah. But it's all been good, and maybe it helps someone else, right? Yeah, I think that's the thing. You want to set not only yourself up for success, but with a culture of tough guys, and you have to be to do what you do. But at the end of the day, you're still a human. There's still things about you that make you who you are, right? So I'm curious. What has been something that you think has been like the turning point? Has there been a moment in your life that you were like, okay, this is it. This is why I am who I am. Uh, just through that, that darkness, that whole, it was a long, you know, it was probably eight months worth of, oh, I didn't know it was, oh, okay. of hard, hard times and hard, hard work every day yeah. on myself. And that was it, you know, I was focused on myself. Uh, and there were some painful days, but, but through that, like I got through that. One day, all of a sudden, it didn't seem so bad. And, uh, you know, sky seemed a little bluer. Yeah. It started to turn around. Yeah. Um, and that's changed my whole perspective because... You know, good times come, bad times come. They all pass, though. It's yeah. Just, it's just life. <laughs> it's a roller coaster, right? That's right. And I think what happens is we start to lose perspective because some people don't even want to sit with themselves. Some people don't even want to sit and be silent with themselves and understand themselves. I think that learning about you, I give you so much credit, not just because you were able to come out the other side, because you were willing to sit with yourself and be silent and like really face some of the demons that you had put in front of yourself. So I, I feel like you deserve more of a pat on the back than maybe you give yourself at this point in time. <laughs> yeah, like I said, there's a lot of people that, that helped me through those times. I definitely didn't do it alone. So, so let's, let's get a little bit lighter, right? Let's talk a little bit more about you. So what are some of the things that you do to actually just decompress and enjoy yourself? having come out of some of the, the life changes and things that you've done. Cause I have to, I have to believe that you're not just sitting around thinking about bull riding all the time. There's gotta be more to what you do in life. Yeah. There, there's a lot to what I do. I mean, bull riding is always in there, but, um, you know, I like to have fun, whatever it be yeah. with the guys, whether it's fishing or, yeah. or we go work out or, uh, we've been playing chess lately. <laughs> oh, <you've> been <laughs> You've been playing chess lately. Chess, man. I hurt my neck, so I've been kind of limited on what I could do. So cards and chess and board games. <laughs> What's your favorite board game? I want to hear that. Well, I don't know if it's a we could call it a board game, but it's the Connect Four. Yes. Me and Brady Fielder, we get down on that. 
<laughs> that's so cool. And it's Brady's here, right? I, I see it. Yeah, he's that, right that's over Brady? there. Okay. Um, so again, people, for if you don't know, um, I know this is a recording. We are actually live um, recording and having a really good time at the Cowboy Channel Bar in the Stockyards. Um, so let's talk about bull rowdy. Like, like, let's like get into it. For people that don't actually understand and know what it's about, right? How does it work? So like, how does the scoring work? What is the objective? Like, talk a little bit about the sport as a whole, because it looks like it's taking a complete turn and a change with the team environment and all that. Right, yeah, with the team environment, it has taken a, a change, but the like name of the game is still the same, you know, yeah. uh, eight seconds, uh, one hand down, you can't touch them with your free hand. Yeah. Um, 50 points for the bull, 50 points for the rider. And that's, you know, the bull, you want him to buck hard. Yeah. And uh, your score comes from how well you control it, you know, how in control you are, if you spur him, uh, that sort of thing. What's a spur? So people who, I want you to talk like people have no idea right. what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, it would essentially be kicking him, I guess. Yeah. You know, yeah, uh, yeah kicking him with your, your spur. Oh, well, yeah, with the spur, yeah, yeah. Right. So when you're out there, right, mm. as somebody who has been able to overcome some dark moments and has been able to sit with themselves. How do you get yourself psyched up to go and ride a bull? Uh, you know, I try not to get too psyched up for okay. me personally. I think everyone's different on that scale of where they need to be, but I'm more of a, a calm. I go into it really calm and uh, I try to keep my mind quiet. Yeah. Uh, the less my mind's doing, the better. Do you meditate or anything like I that? I do. Okay, so you're a big. So I'm a yogi. I'm yeah. a 200-hour registered yoga teacher. <laughs> so you talk about like having that meditation and having that moment. Is that what you use? So like when you're on the bull, are you doing any breathing techniques? What are you doing to like keep your your mind steady? Uh, on the bull, I'm not really sure what goes through my mind. <laughs> like, man, to ride a bull, I don't know what goes through anybody's mind. <laughs> you know, sometimes I'm. I'm up there and I'm breathing, but other than that, like I, I don't think about a whole lot. A lot before, though, you know, you have a lot of buildup before the event. Yeah, there's so much. Like I've seen yeah. the fireworks. You come out, you guys are walking out. There's like this whole entire spectacle, and I just think to myself, I'm like, you guys work out all the time. You're like strategizing. You're coming up with all these things you're gonna do, and at the end of the day, you're getting on top of a damn bull. Like, <laughs> like that's what you're doing. Yeah, and and it only lasts eight seconds. Exactly right. But like, it's a lot of build up to it, you know, yeah. anxiety, uh, pressure, whatever. Yeah. yeah. You learn to deal with that. I think that's what I focus on. I don't focus on riding the bull. I just get myself on the bull and in good mental shape. And just go from there, right? Yeah. That's, I know, I I know how to ride bulls. My body does. I just let that take care of itself. Do you itself. think it's like a muscle memory thing, though? Like 100%. When you're up there, do you, it's like your body just kind of has to figure out how to do it? Yeah. Yeah. Your body, I mean, you feel where you're at and... It moved. You don't have time to think about what you need to be doing up there. <laughs> I didn't think so. So talk about the bulls themselves, though, right? Is there like, do you have like a nemesis? It's like they're like a bull out there that you're like, I have been wanting to ride this particular bull. Uh, no, I wouldn't say there's a one in particular. There are some bulls I like more than others. <laughs> uh, Is there a reason? Because like Cody hinted at that. Cody kind of hinted at... Um, 
there are times where it's like I want this particular bull because aren't the bulls themselves graded like aren't there different levels to the bulls and their skill set and everything yeah yeah they're all different and some buck harder than others you know they're just like people some are better than others and <laughs> some are ornerier than others <laughs> so have you ever been in a situation where you're like oh I know I have a particular bull and you were not like, not excited at all did not want to ride that bull uh I have been there in the past, yeah. Uh, today, I, I try not to get too far into the bulls as far as that goes. Yeah, um, but talk about the team element, right? Because I think that's been the biggest shift. And the, and the thing that I really want people to get excited about, knowing that it's coming to Fort Worth, it's here, it's already happening, and we have our own team. So talk about how did we, how did we get here? How did we get the teams in place? You talked about the draft. Like, Give us a little bit of a, a behind-the-scenes yeah, so they, I'm not really sure when they announced they were doing the PBR teams, but uh, these coaches, they've watched guys uh, all year, all year throughout the regular UTB season. Uh, they were watching, they were scouting out which guys they wanted on their teams. And, you know, they were paying attention to a lot of things. Um, but yeah, the draft was in May after the World Finals. Uh, they selected five guys each. Uh, and then, you know, later picked up a few more. I think seven is what's allowed on the roster. Okay. Um, it's, it's added a lot of uh, intensity, I would say, to bull riding. It seems like it because, like, when I, I was looking and researching you, and I love how it pulls up the schedule, and it's, like, verses. And it, yeah. I, I, I like seeing that because when I was doing my research and just looking at Cody – what you really saw was a lot of like the names of the people who were riding, the bulls that they might be riding, the venue. But now I love this. I love that when you look it up, it's like, oh, well, this particular bull rider is going against this bull rider. And you got the team names and everything. What has that done for you individually now that you're in a team sport? Because I feel like bull riding feels like an individual type of a sport. How have you turned it into a team environment? Uh just because, you know, your paycheck depends on the other four guys on your team and they depend on you for theirs. So it's yeah. everyone, uh, I'd say it adds some accountability to, to each guy's weekly routine. Yeah. Um, and it's fun. Like, it's great to have four guys on the back of the shoot that want you to stay on as bad as you do, you know. Yeah. And then you got Cody, Cody Lambert, who, so cool. uh, man, I've learned a lot from that guy already. He was... So, like, when he came up and I knew he was going to be on the show, everybody's like, oh, are you nervous and all this? I'm like, no, I'm just going to talk to him. And I'm going to have him tell me about bull riding. I want him to tell me his story. He's accomplished a lot. Let's just hear what he has to say. And he was so insightful about where it was going and what they were hoping to have accomplished here. What are you thinking about when you think about the future of bull riding? Uh, I think the teams are going to help that grow into a – it's going to expand the fan base, you know, who who doesn't watch a football team, right? And they all have their favorite team. Yep. Uh, now we can do that with bull riding. Um, you can cheer for your favorite team. Exactly. And I think having that local element and having people that are here and that you can actually see and go up to, have you started to feel some of that buzz around you and this team as a whole? Oh, yeah. I mean, last night at Fort Worth, the... The energy there was unlike any other place we've been, and that's because it's our home event, you know. So I'm, I'm thinking about this, right? 
because I've seen the area, I see where you all are. Can you actually hear the fans? Can you hear people? Or is it like kind of drowned out a little bit because you're you're like in your zone getting ready to do something? Uh, you hear them, and then I, I think once you climb down in that buck and shoot, you kind of lose all <laughs> you probably lose everything. everything else. You're, you got focused on one thing. So. Yeah, you got to make one thing happen at a time. So the team selection, you touched on it a little bit. Is everybody kind of moving to their regional areas, or is that something, is that like up to the individual if they want to move? Yeah, yeah, I think it's, you know, what the coach kind of wants, you know, what they've worked out previously. Uh, you know, there's a few of us that live at Cody Lambert's place. Uh, some of the others don't, but yeah. they're usually nearby. Yeah. So I think it's cool, though, because you've set a precedent, and I like what Cody's trying to do. He's getting you guys involved. He's making sure that you're meeting other people in the city, like getting you that exposure so that other people can understand what we're trying to do here. And as he told you for this team, like what's the vision for this team? What are we trying to accomplish? Because this is, this is my team. Right? This is my local team. What's our vision? What's our goal as a team? Well, uh, I think Cody Lambert, he thinks about one thing, and that's winning. <laughs> I, that's what I got from him. I only heard about winning, so that's what I wanted to hear. If I'm going to be a fan, I want to make sure that we are looking at winning, and that's the objective. Yeah, that's the, that's the only thing we have on our minds is winning. <laughs> so one other thing about bull riding, before we talk about the theme for the season, and we touched on it before we got on live, I want to know, like, the training regimen. What goes in to you being a bull rider? What is it that you have to do to get there? Uh, well, I learned a little bit about that just in May when I moved down to Cody Lambert. Uh, you know, he, he told me I need to get stronger. Um, and I've heard him tell multiple people that, you know, like, you, you got to get in the gym and you got to get strong and not, not big. Uh, you want to kind of stay slimmer, more fit, but, uh, yeah, you got to be strong. So working out a lot, uh, kind of those explosive, uh, movements and and work out you have you know. to right because of the way that the bull's actually moving yeah like fast twitch stuff yeah yeah it's it's like linebacker stuff yeah it, it's like it's, when he was talking about it initially i'm like you sound like an offensive lineman or a defensive lineman with the way that you're it's like quick bursts that yep. you're working on not sustained i i would have thought that to ride a bull you want endurance but it, it feels more like instead you want to be able to have that quick that quick twitch, that quick motion instead. Yeah, I mean, it's eight seconds, and it's it's pretty explosive. <laughs> um, I am, so when you talk about the eight seconds, right, and being able to hit on that, is there, like, a world record for being able to stay on a bull? Does it work? Because I feel like there's too many variables. There's different bulls. There's different venues. Are you trying not only to get the, so does the eight seconds give you the full amount of points? Yep. And do you get anything after that? Is there any extra? Nope. Uh, eight seconds, the whistle goes off, and then you, you got to try to find a good place to land. <laughs> That's your next goal. So it's get onto the bull, try to stay as confident as possible, ride the bull for at least eight seconds, and then exit the bull. Yeah, so you should be on there for 10 to 12 seconds, you know. Yeah. Uh, the work's not done at eight. It can be, but you could also get stepped on or yeah. land in a bad place. So. Yeah, because you've, you've, you've experienced your own injuries and everything. Yeah. 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 My get-offs have been uh, pretty bad throughout my career, but 
Cody is working on that with me. Is there a reason? Is there is there like something that you can do to prepare for it? Because I feel like you can't. How can you prepare for all the variables that a bull is going to bring to you? Uh, you can't. But I think just through experience, mm-hmm. you you get better at handling these situations. You know, you're you always like a better feel. Yeah. Yeah. You, you never want to panic, and you know when you first get on, that's kind of your instinct is you're on a bull. <laughs> Man, I can't. So, again, doing yoga, and I was a wrestler, so I wrestled my entire career. Um, That was, there was a silence that you had to go in because it's you versus another person. But that's a person. That is a physical person. You know what I mean? You're going up against a wild animal, and and you can't. You can't know all the variables associated with it. So I give you guys a lot of credit for even having the guts to be able to do that. But let's talk about the theme. So the theme for this season on is probably you is motivation. Here's what I've been putting out there. This has been my hypothesis. That I, hypothesis? I think that's too many cold snaps, man. <laughs> that's my hypothesis that I put out there is that action comes before motivation. What are your thoughts on that statement? And then we'll go a little bit deeper. 100% true. Thank you. Thank you. Not all my guests have been on that. I, I think that you have to take the action before you feel the motivation. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't do a lot off motivation. I am motivated at times, yeah. but that's the problem. It's only at times. So, yeah. uh, you know, you just have that action that you take the action and, and it shows. So this is my thought, right? When you when you take the action and you do something, you get a result, right? So if I take an action, I have an immediate result that comes off of it. Based off of that result, now I know I need to improve on this. I need to do this differently. That's where you get motivated to do more. Right. That's at least how I'm looking at it. No, yep. I agree with that See? 100%. See, I knew you were smart. <laughs> I, I already picked up on that. I could tell. So I want to know, for you personally especially knowing some of the things that you've overcome, some of the things that you've been through, what are some of your biggest motivations? Like what keeps you going in this sport? Yeah, uh, definitely those hard times that I was in. Um, I don't ever want to go back to that. Um, You know, I know hard times are, they come in life, but like I'm doing all I can every day to stay out of those, those situations and, and just to make life the best it can be. Yeah. And I, life in general, right? When you do a sport that, like the, what you do, it's, it is life or death. There is a lot of danger involved with it. So you talk about the action that you take. When you get off of that bull and you, you've had a successful ride and you get off of that bull and you are out of the trenches, you're good. What's that feeling like when it's all done, man? What is that feeling like? Uh, you know, it's... It's hard to describe, but I, I would say it's the, the highest of highs that I've ever felt. You know, I've never had anything compared to that feeling in my life. Um, you feel like you're on top of the world. Love it. So what is something that you would want people to know about you that they might not already know? Like, what is, what is a, uh, something about Brady that maybe other people didn't know about you? Hmm. Oh, come. Oh, yeah. I knew I was going to come with the hard questions. I showed you something. I yeah. wasn't going to give you all of them. Yeah, you didn't show me this <laughs> one. Uh, something I would want them to know. Even if it's just like words of inspiration, anything that comes from your heart and, and the person that you are that maybe, you know, not everybody's aware of. 
yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know who's all aware of it, but the, I just think like, if we continually try our best, every every chance and everything we do, we just try to do our best, like things work out, and that's the perception that I've just adopted with this, everything that's happened, you know. Yeah. Just try your best, and it all works out. Like relax a little bit because it all just works out. I love it. So. If people want to find you, if they want to connect with you, how can they find you on social media? Uh, they can find me on Instagram. It's Brady Olson too. Uh, I've got a Facebook, and uh, I think that's as far as I go on social media. <laughs> yeah, I uh, try to stay out of some of these cesspools. You know where you can find us at it's underscore probably underscore the letter U and our website www.itsprobablyu.com. Brady, thank you so much for spending time with us. Yeah, thanks for having me. And if at any point you feel guilty. Well, it's probably you.